Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Smyth Street Church Weekly Podcast. Pastor Werner is speaking today. You know, no matter your background, your age, or your story, we believe that you matter, and we would love to have you as part of the SSC family. So why not join in? Head to our website, ssc.church, and click the I'm New button. As we listen together, we hope that you'll be inspired to follow Jesus. Let's head on in. Today I want us to read from Acts chapter 4, verse 26 to 31, which, which was our reading as a church um, eight days ago. It's going to be on the screen. I'm going to ask you to read the yellow underline with me. On, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, They raised their voices together in prayer to God. They said, Ah, beautiful. Why do the nations raise and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Stretch out your hand and heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke to the Lord. The book of Acts is is a really, really unique kind of book in the New Testament. Because it's kind of a history book. And it tells us how the early church, the early Christians, the first apostles, the first Christians, some of which had actually heard Jesus teach in person. And and it tells us how they lived out the teaching of Christ in the early church and and how they experienced it and how they, they functioned. And when we're talking about prayer, it's really neat to peek into this book and see how they prayed and how they fulfilled this whole topic of prayer. And, and when I looked at this, my, my, I just looked at this and I, I find so much in this passage that teaches us about prayer. First observation is, it, it starts off by saying, on their release. So we know something happened before. And what happened before is, Peter and John were preaching, and as they were preaching in Jerusalem, they were arrested. And the, and the, the temple guards and religious leaders arrested them and threatened them, say, don't ever preach or speak about the name of Jesus. Now for us, in our world today, we'd say, oh, toodaloo to you, we'll do whatever we want, because we don't really understand the danger of that in our society. But if you remember right, just a few weeks before this, they crucified Jesus. And so this was no idle threat. They could have been kicked out of the 
the, the temple, the synagogues, they could have been ostracized. This was, a, this was a serious threat. So here's what it says, and I love this line. Peter and John went back to their own people. I read that and I thought, who are my own people? Who are the people that I can go to? Who are the people that I can rely on and report to them the dangers in my life, the frustrations in my life? Who are the people that I can, can, I can count on to be the people in my life that I can share the things that I'm, I'm stressed about? And, and then it says, and after they reported everything to them, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. So here, here are the two questions. The first one is, who are the people who you can go to in a time of crisis who will hear you and pray together with you? I'm not talking about give you advice. There's all kinds of people who give you advice. I, a few, few weeks ago, I, I, my wife and I had a bad bout of flu, and I didn't know until then how many doctors there were in, my, in our church. Everybody has advice. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do the other. You need, and it's like, oh. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that you can share your heart, your struggles, the things, the fears, people that you can go to, people that, that are safe, that you can really be safe with, and they will pray, say that word with me, with you. Who are those people? Do you know those people? Do you have people like that in your life? How many have people like that in your life? How many say one of those people is present this morning? They're here. Wouldn't it be cool if you today, before you left, went to them and say, thank you so much for being my prayer partner. Or if you're watching online and you have one of those people, maybe you could text them. Maybe you can call them after and say, thank you so much for being that person for me. When I needed someone, you were there. When I need someone, I can count on you. The second question is, who are the people that can come to you in a time of crisis and be heard and prayed with? Have you ever noticed sometimes we have these cliches, these Christian cliches, and one of them is, oh, I'll be praying for you. And, and, and I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think, really? I wonder. Can I give you just a little piece of advice? Don't ever tell anybody you're going to pray with them unless you're really going to pray for them. Because I don't know there's something in the air that tells you, ah, or oh. I got people that I've promised to pray for and I write it down. I have ways that I make sure I I remember I'm praying for that person. I made a commitment and I'm going to do that. I was walking on my walk just just a couple days ago in the trail and there there was nobody in the trail and I saw no cars parked, so I thought I, I was on my own. And I, I, you know, you're not supposed to let your dog off the leash. And I said, ah, Cookie, go for it. And we were having a great time. She was checking out all the Facebook 
uh, marks from the other dogs along the path. You know what those are, right? She really has interest in that. And um, you, you just caught that, didn't you? Yeah. Anyway, all of a sudden I saw, I was praying for this guy. And he had really gone through a tough time. And I was just praying for him. I said, Lord, and I was just listening out, praying for his wife and his family and his job and praying for him. I, one of the guys that I had committed to pray for. And I saw somebody coming with a dog and I, oh, Cookie, come here, leash on. And it was the guy I was praying for. Isn't that cool? And I, I was able to say to him, I was able to say to him, oh, I was just praying for you. And he said, I know you were just praying for me because you told me you were praying for me. Last week, Pastor Chad spoke about being in communion with each other. And he quoted the command of Christ. He said, Christ said, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And he pointed out the mutuality of this command, one that is receiving and one that is giving. And, and Heidi mentioned that they're teaching the kids upstairs not just to pray for, but pray with each other. We are not only to give love, but we are to receive love. We're not, we're, we're not only to receive love, not just some big black hole that everybody gives you stuff, but to give love. And it's the same thing with prayer. It's not only receiving prayer, but calls, God calls us to pray for other people. And one of the best ways I know in church to do that is to be part of smaller groups because there's no way you can pray for everybody here. You can do a general prayer. Lord, bless them all. I prayed for you. You know, (laughs) bless everybody. Why don't you just throw in the country? Bless all of Canada and every person. Why don't we throw the world and bless the world? There, I prayed for everybody. We're talking about a little more specific and where people can share their hearts and, and they can say, you know, I'm going through this and you're interested and you're praying with them. And circle groups is a great way to do that. And, and I encourage you that there's, you can go online, and those of you who are online, you, you can see the circle group. Uh, you can go to our webpage, and if you're here, there's uh, QR codes around, or you can go outside in the foyer, and you can sign up, or you can call the office. Pastor Chad is where you over here. Chad, you can talk to him and, and, and be part of that. And, and how many of you have been in a circle group? Isn't that true? All of you. Isn't that true? that that circle group you pray for one another is just fantastic opportunity. On Friday, we read Ephesians three fourteen to 19 as a church. Paul tells the Ephesian church that he is praying for them. And he says, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, He may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your innermost being. He says, I kneel before the Father. When I I read that, I thought, we have somehow lost the art of kneeling in prayer. I know there's some people that have, you know, physical limitations and so on. 
But, but there's something powerful to kneel before God and to express to Him, you are my Lord, you are my God. I worship you, Almighty God. And I, I challenge you right today, some of you, as I'm saying this right now, some of you are saying, I, I, need, to, I need to really incorporate that in my, in my, in my prayer life. Some of you are thinking, I haven't knelt my knees before God for years. And I challenge you to think about that. Paul says, I kneel before the Father. Uh, Psalms 95, 6 says, come. Read it out loud with me. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. There's something powerful about that. What, what if we made it a practice to on on a consistent basis, just like Paul says, I kneel and I pray for you, Ephesian church. What if we made it a practice to kneel and pray for Smy Street Church? Say, God, I pray that, for, that their eyes would be opened, that we would be filled with the, the power of God, that, that the pastors would preach with boldness. That's, that's the kind of prayer. Paul says also, he says, not only am I asking, am I praying for you, but I'm asking you to pray for me. And it says in Ephesians 6, 19, he says, pray for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fiercely, which is the same word as boldly, make known the mystery of the gospel. I love the fact that I know that there are people in the service while we preach that are in the building praying for us. Praying for me. Praying for whoever's preaching. Why? They're asking God that the words that we use, the scriptures that we use, they will touch your heart and speak to your spirit. That we may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. That is prayer partnership. Like like our opening verse, when they gathered together. We were reading, uh, last Thursday it was, the scheduled reading was, was, from, uh, was from John 17. And in that, I, in that read, I read where Jesus said, he said, not only do I pray for the ones here, but I pray for all those who believe through their, their message. And I thought, isn't that amazing? That Jesus, Wayne, preached for Wayne Flowers, prayed for you. Before you were born, way back 2,000 years ago, I pray for all of those who will believe through the message of the gospel. Did you know that Jesus already has prayed for you? Already has prayed for you. Before you were even, before you were even sucking your thumb, he was praying for you. Praying that God would, the blessing of God upon you. Here's a couple of verses that tells us that Jesus still is praying for us. Look at this, Romans 8.34. Christ is at the right hand of God and makes intercession for us. Isn't that cool? I just think that's cool. The Christ, and here's another one, in case you say, well, that's just a one-off. No, there's more verses. Hebrews 7.25. It says, he, speaking of Jesus, he lives to make intercession for those who come to God through him. He lives to make intercession for those who come to God. So when we pray for each other, we are joining a three-way prayer. 
a partnership with Jesus. He partners with us. When you pray for me and I pray for you, he is praying with us and it's a powerful partnership together before the Father. It's just amazing. Jesus taught, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And then here's the why. Here's how that works. He says, for, that's, that's the connector. That gives us the answer how this thing works. He says, for where two or three are gathered, how? In my name, there I am with him. To gather in his name is to be aligned with his will, just like Jesus was aligned with the will of the Father. He was always saying, I do what the Father wills to do. When we gather in his name, we gather in agreement. He gathers in agreement with us. We gather in agreement with each other in the name of Jesus. It's a partnership so that what we ask on earth is done by our Father in heaven. I love this verse, 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence. Can you say that word with me? Confidence. Say it again, confidence. That we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So that, that connects me to the Lord's prayer where it says, Our Father who art in heaven. Say it with me. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So here's something that I, I think is well worth you writing down. True prayer is a trusting surrender to the will of the Father. True prayer isn't you trying to manipulate God to do what you want to do. True prayer is aligning yourself with the will of our wonderful Heavenly Father and and inviting that will into your life, into into your day, into your walk. So back to our opening passage. They gathered together in Jesus' name, two or three. It says they raised their voices together in prayer to God. They aligned themselves with Scripture. Here's a fantastic... Here's what it says. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. So they're quoting from Psalms 2. You can read it when you get home. There's a powerful thing when you pray is quoting back to God what he's already said he would do. That's very powerful. All through the Psalms, they're, they're, they're always saying, you said, you are the judge. You are the one that would bring justice. You said, when Daniel was praying, he said, you said in 70 70 years that you would restore us. You said, you said. And that's how they were doing the same thing. You said through the mouth of David. And then they asked according to his will, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's what Jesus told them to do. Go and preach the gospel. Go, go and speak with boldness. Be filled with the Spirit. Heal the sick. He said, these signs will follow those. And they're just saying to Jesus, stretch out your hand. Empower, empower us to speak boldly. And then there's the powerful result of their prayer. Can, can you read it out loud? Is it up there? 
It says, after they prayed. Can you read it with me? After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the power of that? Together, coming together, praying the will of God, being filled. And then it says, and they, read it with me, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Let me close and just kind of mess up this room a bit. Just, just mess it up. Forget that this isn't what people call church anymore. You can mess this place up. Here, here's the question. Who are the people you can go to in time of crisis who will hear you and pray together with you? Is there anybody here that you know that's one of those people that you can go to? Is there anybody here? In a minute, is there anybody? Raise your hand and say, yeah, keep it up. I want to see you. Is there anybody here? Look around. Maybe they're behind you. Look around. Anybody you know that you can go to? See, because in a little bit, I'm going to ask you to go to that person and say thank you. And then if you have a prayer need, pray together. Pray together. And who are the people that can come to you in a time of crisis to be heard and prayed with? Are there any of those here? Go to them. Thank them. Pray with them. And if you're online, I I encourage you to right now just text somebody and say, thank you. How can I pray with you? You pray with me. How can I pray with you? And, And I invite every one of you to start thinking and being intentional about it and saying, I need those people in my life. They're the ones that do a three-way prayer with Jesus and I. And those are the ones that storm heaven with me. Those are the people. Are you ready to do that? Come on, stand. Even if that person is way over there and you're way over there, I want you to just mess up. But before you do, let me tell you this. Are there any of you? Are you with me? Don't go too far yet. Calm down. Are there any of you that say, When you talked about kneeling, I felt God speak to me and say, you need to kneel as well in your prayer. If that's you, I invite you to get out of your seat and kneel down in the front here and say, God, I'm going to start today to incorporate kneeling in my prayer. I'm going to go down there and kneel too, so just so you know. All right? Are you ready? You're going to find the person? Get going. Go find them. And and some of you may, may need to call somebody on your cell phone and say, And if you want to just come forward for kneeling, you can come to the front. Let's mess up the whole place. Let's mess up the whole place. Check. Just want to remind you that if you want to be part of circles, that's a good place to start finding. You can go Pastor Chad. I don't know where he is, but back there somewhere. Or there's a QR or you can go online. Not too late to be part of a circle group. We're so glad that you've joined us. You know, you are part of something bigger and we want to invite you to get involved, to really be part of the team. You can help make ministry happen either by volunteering or by financially partnering 
with us. If you'd like to give, you can head over to ssc.church give, and you can even sign up for automatic withdrawals so that you know that your money is consistently making a difference and you are inspiring others to follow Jesus. Why not start today? Head on over to ssc.church give and sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you in the week to come. Thank you.